Hey everybody, and welcome to Honest to Pod, an independent podcast brought to you from the brains of Ashley McAllister and Matthew Alley. Tune in each week where these two peas serve you a juicy helping of the topical and the titillating in what should be a very funny pod. Oh my goodness, we're recording. Really? Yeah, we are. Okay, this is good. Uh, yeah, so... Um... <clears throat> No, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you need to introduce yourself first. I know, I know, I know. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Honest to Pod. And I'm Ashton McAllister. And I'm Matthew Alley. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> we are. We're very excited. This is our new venture into podcasting. Um, so this is episode one, and I just thought we'd lay down some housekeeping. So as we're very new to podcasting, I know Matthew is a professional singer and everything, but uh, it's, I wish I was. <laughs> it's my first time venturing in for a microphone and I wanted to just say that we are testing some new software, see what works, what doesn't work. If this ends up being really, really shit, I apologize. Um, we'll try something different next week. But for now, let's, let's keep going. All right, Matt. Well, also, I think I should just say that Matt's situated in London and yes. I am over in Ireland. So... We are doing this through the magic of the internet. And yeah. So anyway, just thought I'd say that as well. Let's kick off, Matthew, with your week. Tell me a bit about your week. What have you been up to? So I just came back from holiday um, from this big old tournament called the Bingham Cup. Um, So Ashley and I know each other through rugby, through gay rugby, in fact. So we met through friends in the Kingshaw Steelers. And although it's the King's Cross Steelers, it's not located in King's Cross, it's in West Ham. And going out and start having fun, we've met through that team. And I've been with the Steelers for about nine years. And you've, how long have you known people or would you say that you've been with the Steelers for in total? Um, I'd probably say not, not that. I've been oh, probably eight, nine years as well, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I came down and didn't play at the start. I, mm. I kind of came down when I first moved to London. Uh, oh my god, that would be 10 years ago. Yeah, over 10 years ago. Yeah, and um, Ashley is 45, is that correct? <laughs> close. <laughs> no? Close that, yeah, she's pretty old. Um, actually, it was your birthday the other day, wasn't it? It was, yes, I was 33. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. What day was it? Tuesday? It was on Thursday. Thursday, the something of something. June of some life. Anyway. <clears throat> June. Remember next year, put it in your diary, bitch. I remember this time, I said happy birthday. Did you send it me on the day or the day after? No, the same day. Oh, okay. It comes on my Facebook straight away. Like, honestly, I do. <laughs> yeah. If it's not on Facebook, so, I won't remember. I'm so popular. It's just that everybody keeps sending me messages and it pops up. Being like, I don't think anyone remembers that you've moved now that you've moved. No one actually remembers who you are. Because I keep saying Ash McAllister to people in gay rugby. And they're like, who? I'm like the guy that keeps liking all your pictures and all your things on Instagram, but you don't match. <laughs> it turns out that was you. Yeah. And I was no, like, yeah, that's that me. <laughs> yes, that's me. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, I was going to say a name about someone who did that, but I'm not going to do that. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, um, so yeah, the Bingham Cup 2018 has been going on for a number of years. I think this is like the sixth one, maybe. Um, they did go through the history, and I've been to four of them, in all fairness, so I should remember. But it's a big old tournament, and I mean, it's huge. There were 70 teams, plus four uh, female teams for the first time. Oh, which is amazing. They had their own uh, cup as well. And basically, just about playing rugby, uh, meeting people, drinking a lot. We didn't drink a lot, which is, you know, as a theatre, we take it very seriously. So just in case you're listening, I did not drink a lot. Um, and then 
<laughs> just in case the coach, just in case the coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I said that we drink a lot. That's not true at all. Like, uh, we took six teams out, so that's a lot. That's massive. Most teams take one. There are a few with two and three, and we've taken six teams. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so it's a big old event, and we'll probably talk about what the Bingham Cup is overall and the experience and impact it has and stuff um, later. But then that was in Amsterdam. That was in Amsterdam, so that's the first time I was in continental Europe. And then um, after that, I went for a holiday. So after these trips, I like to go on holiday, and we went to Sitges, which is a lovely little gay town outside of Barcelona. Um, and I will admit, it was I, we haven't spoken about this properly, but it was quite a difficult week for me, actually. Um, um, yeah. We... <laughs> Uh, Matt and I are like really, really good friends. And that's what kind of led us to start this podcast. And, you know, we've been with each other through the highs and lows of... Oh, my days. And Matt is... I laugh, but it's obviously very serious for Matt. I like to cry, okay? <laughs> I am a crier and Ashley likes to get his camera out every time I cry. And, uh, yeah. So I just to- want to capture these moments so that whenever we do meet somebody who we're willing to marry or willing to marry us, we have them for the role. That's all, babes. Looking after you. <laughs> Cheers. I really appreciate you looking out for me. Um, but it was the first time that, you know, I broke up with someone relatively recently. And then it was the first time we'd spent like a significant amount of time with each other because we'd booked the holiday uh, like literally like eight days before we broke up. And we've been together for three and a half years. So it's quite a long time. I think in gay terms, that's like 75. <laughs> so, yeah. But then that was good. You know, it was really emotional at the start, made some mistakes, did some silly stuff that I probably may, I haven't decided whether I will or won't say it. Um, but uh, it ended really nicely. Willie went to Barcelona afterwards for a couple of days. And honestly, it was wonderful to spend time uh, on holiday with my friends and really nice to spend time with each other, actually. So um, it was quite busy. It was more than a week. It was about 10 days I was on holiday for, but a lot has happened um, over those days. Amsterdam, Barcelona, Sitges. Three times of tears, I'm sure. Yeah. And I've got this vile, vile scab on my leg. Honestly, it's awful. It's awful. I wish I could take a picture, but it's disgusting. It's massive. It's about the size of, it's about the size of a fist. And it was just pussing everywhere from the scrapes because the ground was all covered in sand. And it is awful. It is, honestly, it was, I think I'm going to be scarred forever. It looks like lava. It looks like hot lava seeping out of a volcano. It is, honestly, it's the worst thing probably I've ever had in my rugby injuries. And I've dislocated my shoulders 30, like 37 times. Like it's really, really bad. Oh dear. Well, but yeah, that was um, my week. <laughs> I think you can share a picture of that. I think you should share a picture and post it on Instagram. Okay. I, I will um, do that. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. That makes sense. And then you'll see how horrible and disgusting it is. Um, because I decided, so I got Instagram as well relatively recently and I want to try and post things that aren't like thirst traps because everyone wants to look really hot on their Instagrams. <laughs> everyone wants to look beautiful. And I was like, I don't want to lie. I mean, I'm beautiful already, so that's not true. <laughs> it's not a lie. I just think, you know what? Let's do the opposite of that and try and post like horrible things. So I did one, the first one I did was my big old forehead. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, it's not an attractive side of me, but I'm going to embrace it because I've got a big forehead. It is about six fingers wide, just so you're clear. And <laughs> well, why, why don't you tell people where they can find you and see this forehead for themselves? What's your Instagram name? Oh, okay. So my Instagram is all teeth, all teeth and chips, but it's space in between each of those. So if you want to look at my big forehead, it's very shiny though. It's very uh, smooth and shiny. Then you can look then. And that was a good little plug, Ashley. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was, oh, it's almost like... I've been listening to podcasts for years, picking up yeah. notes, ready for this. <laughs> so um, 
an exciting week for you from Bingham. <clears throat> Some uh, little corrections there. It's actually been going on longer than six tournaments. I think you said it was, didn't you? How long did you say it was going for? I said six tournaments, and I didn't say how often it is. It's every two years. So um, maybe it isn't six. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I've been to four, and then there was Minneapolis, and then London before that. Probably seven then, actually. Wait, yeah. are you checking the internet? Sorry? I thought you were checking on the internet. That's why you correct No, me. no, I haven't. I just, it started basically, to give people a bit of history about it, it started back in 2002, I believe. Um, again, what? Yeah, my, my facts might not be true, but I believe it started 2002. And I think it was, 2001 was 9-11. And Mark Bingham was on one of the planes that was driving, driving, that was flying towards the Pentagon, I believe, or the one where Flight 93, the film was made of it, and um, the passengers overtook the plane and brought the plane down early, Mark Bingham being one of the lead passengers on it. And he played for the San Francisco Fogs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. I think the year after that, they decided to have a little kind of tournament, which was like a memoriam of him. Oh, it was eight teams, actually. I think it was about eight teams that decided to at that point. Oh, I, in my head, I was going to say four, but it was very little, very, very little. How do you um, remember all this stuff? You weren't even there. I was literally there like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and it could have been eight teams. I'm not sure. But I know London was one of the first teams because we were one of the very We first, were the very first team. Yeah, the very first gay inclusive rugby team. And then after that first kind of tournament, they decided to make it a very... Uh, I'm going to say biannual. Is that right? Is that every two years biannual? I would say that should be right, shouldn't it? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's every two years, basically, and different countries host it. It's really good. I My first Bingham was Sydney, which was four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. Uh, yeah, four years ago. Yeah. And then we went to Nashville last year, or two years ago, and then this year was Amsterdam, and I didn't get to go to Amsterdam because I'm poor. <laughs> and you have some country Do they even have planes where you're from? Yes, yes, yes. The yes, little yes. rowboats over to that <laughs> area. We have to travel like all day just to get to the airport, but we, we can fly. Like it would be quicker if I just ran because I'm such an athlete. It's true. It's true. I've never been to Countryville. Dub where, where actually I don't Limavari. 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 Should give a shout out to Limavari to all the people that would listen to this on <laughs> all the gays in Limavari. All the gays. I think they all of them. That's all actually I know. <laughs> three and I count for two because I put on so much weight. Oh my god! You said you were going back to boot camp, no? Uh, yes, CrossFit. I started CrossFit again last week. CrossFit. Yeah. How was that? It was good. I really like CrossFit. Um, it's, Is it expensive though? That's the only thing. Uh, I think. It, I think in London you're looking at maybe two hundred pound a month or something like that. I've not actually priced That's it. Ridiculous. Yeah, I think it, I think it is expensive, but I also think the way I look at it is each session to me is like a personal training session. Um, it's true. Yeah, and I think if you were to price up a gym membership and a personal training session, I'd, well, I go three times a week. So three times a week, that's going to cost you a lot more than £200. Um, and I think it's just such a good atmosphere. I think it's very inclusive and you just kind of... I, I Whenever I used to go to the gym, I used to kind of just go and willy-nilly about and sort of if i felt like in the mood i'd do it if not i kind of half-ass do it mm. like you can't hide anywhere like you've got somebody always there pushing you as far as you can go and it's it just makes the money worth it because to me it's it's if you um, feel better for it and stuff then it makes sense and especially if you need that help from others to help uh, you know push you exactly exactly i would recommend crossfit for anybody who is venturing into 
a healthier lifestyle. And I see these really great videos online all the time where you have people who are, I've just seen somebody who's limbless. I'm talking they had no legs, no arms, doing CrossFit. Um, there's a guy who comes to our CrossFit. Do they chew the bar? There's certain, <laughs> there's certain things you can't do, obviously, but um, like they were able to use their limbs to like... You just said they had no legs or arms. Well, yeah, they were able to do like their, their like stubs, would you call them? Probably. Yeah, and they're they were like wall. But like, I would say stumps. Yeah, I, don't, I hope that's not on PC. Maybe they're right? still limbs, I guess. I don't know. Shorts and dips. Anyway. But they, they're able to use them to do whatever, like through the ball. Obviously, there's certain things they couldn't do. Um, there's a guy who comes to our CrossFit class who's in a wheelchair. Okay. Um, he's able to do everything. Because it's, it's so good because everything's like scalable to some degree. Um, For those like able-bodied and disabled or talking about just different strengths and like sizes? Different strengths, different sizes, everything. Like there is women who come to our class, our class. There's like 50, 60 year old women who come and they do the, what the rest of us do, but they're more about like, they won't maybe put as many weights on. They'll do it a bit lighter, mm-hmm. but this you know, it's, it's, it is really good. Um, oh my God, I really need to go now. You're using all these inspirational people. What about the ones that are just like regular people that don't actually go? Well, <laughs> like you, I guess. Like me. Um, well, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's good for us as well because. No, I know. Yeah, because I sweat. Like, I sweat a lot. And. You should tell them how hairy your back is. Tell everyone how hairy your back is. It's disgusting. Why, why is that even relevant? Well, it's got to do with sweat, isn't it? Like, insulation and the fact that. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, that makes sense. But I thought any reason to bring in your back would make sense. Yeah, well, I think we talked about it on a, on a call a couple of weeks ago. My back is. I've got hairy shoulders, which to me, I think, makes my back sweat less because. Oh the hair holds the clothes off. Ah, yes. And it's better ventilation. That being said, I do also groom myself quite regularly, as regularly as I can, six weeks. I do want to talk about male grooming just in general, because obviously we were talking about Queer Eye, uh, and the season two has just started, so we're in June now, and on Netflix, if you watch season one, it was amazing, unbelievable. And I've watched a lot of season two now already, even in two days, I've sort of binge watched it, although you've only watched one episode. And honestly, it's, it's just so good. So, so good. Yeah, um, I've, watched, I've watched all of season one of Queer Eye, and I've watched the first episode. I only watched the first episode yesterday, actually. Um, and it is good. It is good. I really like it. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. You, um, the fact that they had... Well, I was speaking about it a moment ago, about the fact that one of them wouldn't go into... Bobby wouldn't go into the church. He'd vowed to never go into church again. Remember at the start when they went yep. to see what it looked like, he just didn't yep. want to go in at all. And I was like, um, in fact, I, although I don't know whether he actually went into a church afterwards. It never showed that, did it? I know they had a conversation, but. I know I could, when we watch this at the start, basically there's a guy in it, Bobby Beck, who looks after Bobby Burke. Is it he, Burke? I don't know. Um, he looks after mine. I, I think he's the one to me that, <laughs> as much as I love the other ones, but he's the one that works the hardest but gets very little. Oh my God. <laughs> he gets very little. He changes time. so much. <laughs> I know. And we'll spend like 15 minutes choosing out a pair of trousers and it's like <laughs> two seconds on a whole house. Um, Massive he, impact. I think he's from a religious family and he, the church, I think he, the story you get told in basically is that he, the church turned against him when he came out he was gay. And I was kind of waiting. I was like, in there, cynical me eating my popcorn, thinking, I bet you by the end, he's going to be in that church singing with all the rest of them. And I was surprised that they didn't show him going into the church. I thought that would be, I thought it was, I thought at the start it was a bit contrived for TV, but then they didn't show him in 
going into the church, which maybe thinks, you know, as much as they had a nice talk about it, that they, you know, he was like, this is all very nice, but it doesn't help him anyway. So he's not, he's still, he's going to stand by his morals, which I thought was really good. I mean, it's a growth, I guess, isn't it? You can't be expected to, I assume that even though they say it's a week, I assume it's pretty much a week as well. I can, you know, or not much longer than that. And to change something or belief that it had for such a long time, it still might be physically difficult to go into the church if you've not been able to for such a long time. Yeah, and I think it, it kind of helps the show ground itself because I think mm. what I love about this show is it's sort of one of the first shows or one of the mainstream shows on TV at the minute that doesn't bring in a gay character as a punchline. These are gay characters who are gay people, not even characters, they're real people able mm. to just do what they're good at and do it well and the tv show was about them and i i sort of i never watched the original series i don't know if you did um, no i didn't nope. i mean we were quite young then i guess isn't it like i probably didn't i don't know when you came out but i definitely didn't think i was gay so i would not be able to watch that in my house i i wouldn't even know when it was um no. I would, yeah i didn't i don't oh god i think yeah it I, would have been like 15 years ago for sure yeah like 15 to 20 years ago yeah which is, I mean, it's back then even better. Like it did a lot, but at the same time, I just thought it was, thinking back now, it was still a bit, I don't know, what's the word? I have no idea. I don't know either. I'm trying to just relevant say that. Or? Well, not relevant. It's more contrived. It was more of a, look, these gay people, all they're good for is fashion and this and that. And stereotypical. It was a bit more stereotypical. Did you see any episode though? Because I don't know whether it was exactly the same as it is now or if it was just, I'll look pretty, you know, here's a, to, how to be more like sassy. I have no idea. I've never watched one episode. So, so I could be totally wrong. You're right. I know. I was going to say, because you don't know, it might be exactly the same. I mean, I, you know, they had five different people doing five different things. So, yeah. you know, Carson Cressley was like the style guru, but he was also the main person. But you know, yeah. fixed parts of their lives. Maybe you should watch an episode. We'll try and watch an episode and then next time we'll say, okay, actually it's exactly the same. Or maybe <laughs> it would a bit much because I'd be interested to see really, you know, yeah, that's uh, true. what it would have been like back then. It had to have been like 20, 15 to 20 years ago because it definitely did. It was in school, like secondary school and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. It has more, I must have more of an impact now though than back then. I don't know what channel it was on, but I and maybe I know more game. Four or, I don't know. Um, but it seems to have a, lot of, a massive impact now with many people. I mean, obviously, you know, with the gays and stuff, a lot of them like it. Um, but even because, you know, like, obviously with, I keep saying obviously, but with gays and stuff, sometimes it's about, you know, you might be particularly camp or you might be, you know, masculine or, you know, anything on the spectrum in terms of like femininity and stuff. And like, for me personally, I, I try not to worry about it too much. I think that like, I can be really feminine a lot of the time, which I appreciate. And it comes out, Sometimes it normally comes out in a group of people or when you want to put a little, you know, show on whatever, when everyone's getting a little bit hyped and stuff. And then sometimes, you know, your masculine side comes out in different areas. You know, sometimes when I'm a bit angry or, um, you know, playing rugby, it's, it's quite easy to be masculine yeah. in some way of playing sports because a lot of testosterone. And I like the fact that there's a big old mix um, on Queer Eye with that, you know. Uh, you've got Jonathan, who's the best person. Oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with Janet. Oh my God. Imagine if, so even with this podcast, and I don't know if we said it, but imagine if we managed to get actual like guests and stuff on it and then he came on. Because I was listening to a podcast, should, you could say names of other podcasts, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, because the one that you told me, which was Throwing Shade. Oh my, I love Throwing Shade. Which is amazing. And yeah. then he was on it and I was like, everything about you is amazing. Everything. I just, everything. Which is funny because 
I, I love Jonathan Van, Van Ness. He, I know him from Game of Thrones, which... Oh, uh, yeah, he used to send me those. Oh, I think they're brilliant. But whenever I was watching the first season of, of Queer Eye, my mom watched a couple of episodes with me, and she could not stand him. I was... And I was just like, Mom, what is your problem? She's like, oh, he's just over the top. There's no real... no. And I was just like, Mom, just back in your little box. Some people like to express themselves in different ways and who are you to judge him so mm-hmm. but I got over it though because i think some people started that series thinking that way and by the end i guess you have to watch maybe you don't have to but see more episodes of it and actually see like um it's completely okay and it's not like an act and he might be over the top but still like so genuine and so selfless almost you oh know? my god he is one of the nicest people i've ever seen on tv oh so, my god i can't believe it so funny such so a be- beautiful soul. I think what what um and you'll and I'm sure there'll be people out there who you know as well. But there are people out there who think, and I can sometimes think this as well. But there's not enough sort of I don't want to say masculine gay guys on TV. But, uh, there's only you. I know you're super masculine. Uh, <laughs> um, That's great. We get a giggle. And he always puts <laughs> on his little, on his little like oh no, he's apps and stuff. He always puts masculine looking for mass mask. And I'm like Ashley, you're really not, babes. Really what? what did I do? Sorry, what did you say? You always have masculine you are all the time. And uh, no, I do. I don't think. I think I might play on it a bit, but I think I'm very similar to you. Like whenever we're together, I'm campus fuck, and I'm not embarrassed by that. I love it. Like no. I think similar Apparently to you. I elevate people up, but I got it from my friend Ollie Swanton because I was not as camp as I was until I met him, and then suddenly we became friends. And anytime I'm around a gaggle of gays, I'm like. Oh, bah! <laughs> I don't know. It just comes yeah. out. But I think that it's sort of, uh, it's sort of, sort of, for me anyway. It's sort of like what uh, society put on you, like. Mm-hmm. And I think what's nice about having people like Jonathan Van Ness. I, I've to, I've totally gone off on a tangent now. I can't remember what I was talking about before. But having people like Jonathan on Queer Eye is really good because, oh yes, I was talking about having. Like people often say that the representativity of masculine gay guys on TV isn't there. It's always sort of these like um, really camp OTT people, which I I can I can sort of see that. I don't think there is very many masculine gay guys on TV that I can think of. But at the same time, I don't think there needs to be. I don't think um, I think when you think about why we put people on TV um, for this. Uh, I don't want to sound like for the sake of entertainment, but for the sake of representation, masculine gay guys have it easier because they, it's easy for them to blend in with what society deems as normal. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I guess the idea is if you're masculine, you're not going to necessarily be noticeable on a show straight yeah. away. You no, know? exactly. And I think what having people like Jonathan on TV does, it, it makes... It's like, it's like these people are okay. Like there's nothing nasty about them. There's nothing vicious about them. It's, they're just people who like for Jonathan, like we said, he's a beautiful soul, lovely person, makes me laugh nonstop. And it just kind of lets the queer flag fly, I think, doesn't it? Cause it's like a nice mix of people. Am I making sense or am I just talking? Globally? No, no, I definitely think it makes sense. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily like, because I wouldn't want to necessarily say rep- separate myself from saying like Jonathan, because I wouldn't say like they are okay and stuff. I think it'd be like, we are okay. And there's an episode where there's a transgender person on there. And I think like the idea is that everybody's okay to be themselves and that 
he's a representation of that. Um, and so the other four that are on it, they're okay as a representation, representation of themselves. Because even though we're all gay people in some way or queer people or non-conforming, all these sorts of things, for me, it's the idea that everything is okay. As long as you're not harming others, then there's no reason why there shouldn't be, there should be a problem with it. So I, that's the only thing I would say. I'd kind of rephrase it in a way that was more like, not that they're okay, as in we are all okay as we are kind of thing. Does that make sense? Did I say they? You kept on referring to like, oh, you know, people like Jonathan, they're okay. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily, in my opinion, the correct way of putting it because then that's separating what he is and they are to what you are. And although we are different, the idea in my head is that we are all okay. So yeah, seeing, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I think I apologize. I think um, one thing in it's, the it's probably just like a, like you know semantics terms of words and stuff or wording. I'm sure you didn't mean like anything like that, but that's just the way that I would probably express it. I would say more than anything. Well, no, you're right. It's a better way of expressing. I did, obviously didn't mean to like separate it in any way because the whole point of my, of the message is that we're all about inclusivity and everybody being together and. Mm. Because one of the things that came up actually, me, so me and uh, me and one of you know Jordan, one of our friends, Jordan, we were having this conversation because recently on TV, and I had the same conversation with my twin brother Christopher, and it was good to have different sides about you know um, just gender in general, but also trans people because I think there's a group of there's there are groups of gay, bisexual, lesbian people that say that the T shouldn't be added to LGBT because it's not necessarily the same. And so if they're going to have a group, it shouldn't be classified under the LGBT. It should just be LGB and then T would be a T and plus would be its own thing. Have you ever heard that conversation before? Yeah, I have. I have heard that yet. Um, and we were just talking about it. I mean, I never really came to any sort of conclusion because I don't necessarily strongly agree or disagree. I would understand the argument that um, transgender people, trans people aren't the same as gay. But I, for me, that makes sense because it's not necessarily the same. Although it's, it can be similar in some way, it's not the same. For me, queer society is the same um, under all differences from just being like heteronormative. But what's important is that the reason why it should be there, in my opinion, is because I think like marginalized groups of people and those that have had sort of similar experiences and difficult times and, you know, persecution in any way should band together because the support will come together. You know, if you can be supported by other groups and not just your own, for me, that's the kind of the end goal that we all support each other. Yeah, if it was just me by itself and then they weren't supported and then it was just gays because before it would, before, you know, the trans movement that's coming through now is that just, it was gays. It was gays and it's going through the same, a similar, somewhat similar experience and you need lesbians and people clubbing together and the trans people helped gay people uh, come forward to be honest. Um, so although you don't need to classify them necessarily as the same, I think the support is necessary from everyone so that everybody can just live their life, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I think it's, 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 yeah, I think you're right. I think um, back Stonewall years, it was a whole mix of different people who fought together to get where we are today. Mm. Um, and I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, do I know any trans people? I don't think I do. I don't think I know any outwardly ones. No. And it's strange no. being surrounded by all like the gays and stuff. But I guess it's rugby, so maybe it's a bit different because it's got like, you know, like, I don't know, old school boy element to it that people had like with sports and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, even with the Steelers, I don't think there's anyone that I know that I've or even seen that's like openly, or, or someone that I could recognize maybe potentially. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a lot of drag queens that are like 
friendly with the club, club friendly. Um, for example, Rose, who's our honorary vice president, isn't it, or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, we've got vice presidents. And but I, I just I'd, I'd like I'd like to understand the perspective from a trans person on this, on um, how they feel about being part of the LGBT, and I think even more, I'd probably say somebody who's not gay. So it's somebody who, for example, I don't know, am I explaining it right? Somebody who's like straight, who identifies as straight, but is trans. Is that a thing? That's a thing, isn't it? Um, they're still trans, though, aren't they? Yeah, but I'm trying... Uh, sorry, I broke there. But I'm trying to say the the difference is I'd like to know how these people feel, uh, how trans people feel being clumped together with gays and lesbians when because i think a lot of the argument is it's about your gender versus your sex for um, sure because i think you could be a transgendered gay person right but you can also be a transgender straight person yeah and i think it's almost it might be easy to assume that because you're transgender although i think some people ask them so do you like men or do you like women and then they'll be like well as a transgender male to female for example i like men and yeah. then it'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But then it might not always be the case. I mean, I don't know. I can't say. And I haven't done like any research on it. But I think that, yeah, they, they are separate. They're completely separate. And so I think that's what might be different as well, though. Yeah. So let's, so let's take like Caitlyn Jenner, for example. Uh, a man became a woman. Uh, and I'm guessing she's now attracted to females because she, she was straight before. That's what you would assume? Yeah. Is that right? Is it wrong to assume that? I think it's wrong to assume that for sure. Oh, why? Why would you say that? Um, because I mean, the history and the part that passed, and the fact that that she she would have had sexual relationships with women while she was uh, a male might not necessarily because she was attracted to them, but also might be attracted to both. Well, then, would you say that she's bisexual? Then I have no idea what. Caitlyn Jenner is in terms of her sexuality. I do know that as a gender, she identifies as female. Yeah. Which is... I think that once someone's transitions, it doesn't necessarily change their, their sexuality, personal preference, whatever you'd call it. Sexuality, right? Yeah, I'd say sexuality. Yeah, sexuality. It wouldn't change your sexuality. I would assume, if I'm going to make an assumption, sexuality doesn't really change uh, based on your gender, but sexuality can be fluid on its own. Yeah, but if somebody's straight um, okay. and they transgender to become the different sex. They were straight before they transgendered? Yeah, so... Transitions, pardon me, transgender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, said, I said it wrong. Transitions, yes, that's right. Um, and they were straight and they transitioned to become the opposite sex, but they were still attracted to the original sex that they were attracted to. Then they're, in theory, for example, male to female, still attracted to female, that's a lesbian. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I wonder how often that would happen, though. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the only examples I would have seen on the few things I would have seen in television is, it, in terms of the spectrum, and I don't know about you when, like, before you came out and stuff, but in terms of coming to realisation and acceptance of who you are, you, it's kind of like a, a scale. So I started off as straight, and then I was like, oh, maybe I do like seeing some guys. And then I, the first time I told someone that I liked guys, I didn't say that I was gay. I said that I liked men and women, which was not true. Not true at all. And, um, and then eventually it came out to actually, I feel like I'm just attracted to men and yeah. it might be the same for transgenders. And I think a lot of, um, 
some might just say first they'll come out as gay men so if it was a male to female we keep, um you know we keep saying male to female um but it might be the same for female to males as well but as a male to female it, you know as as a teenager and growing up before they necessarily recognize or able to accept that they're transgender, they might just say that they are gay and then mm. realize actually, it's not just that I'm attracted to the same sex. I'm not necessarily in the right body. So they were once, so they would have been straight at one point, say a straight male, then a gay male, then transitioned to a straight female, but the attraction was the same. The sexuality part was the same. It was just the gender part. That was the confusing part. So they assume that they assumed or you know or it's easier to say or you know the transition part was i'm gay when actually fact that's not true but there's not necessarily at this point in time a step from straight unless the children because i know children nowadays uh it's happening at quite young age in certain places in the world where you know there are people children that are eight nine ten years old that are transitioning um and that's got to do now with you know whether it's parenting or that sort of stuff but i think you know as an probably nowadays a bit before us that was the transition if you're going by a scale it was straight male or straight person gay person transgender person does that make sense yeah no it does and i think uh so i have the, i did exactly the same thing i was attracted to girls the start and then it was actually maybe i like boys and girls and actually no actually that was a total lie i just full on like mm. boys um yeah i guess i mean everyone has their own stories to, to tell and everybody has their own experiences and as people who aren't trans in any way like we don't know what it's like to go through that transition i'm sure Absolutely you, not. i'm sure you Absolutely not. i'm sure everyone has different experiences as well like everyone's coming out stories different experience so mm-hmm. um but if you have a story to tell that you'd like if you have a story that you'd like us to tell oh i'll get it right yet if you have a story that you'd like to tell us i'll do it without laughing don't worry i'll edit all this out don't worry don't worry uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have a story, if you have a story you'd like to tell us about your transition, um, then yeah, please make sure you email us at honesttopodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll review it and correct anything that we might have said that's a bit insensitive because again, I, from, I'll call myself ignorant. I'm very ignorant of a lot of stuff. Um, Same. Yeah. I think it'd be, It'd be so interesting to learn more about this because, you know, you've only spoken about the labels, but it's about those that also like don't have labels and don't want to conform to that. So it's, it's so interesting. I find it unbelievably interesting. And I think it's quite special. I think quite special. And hopefully we get to a place in this world and all this sort of stuff where, you know, we don't necessarily have to label ourselves and people can feel safe. Exactly. Because um, that's, 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 that's what I think is the most important. Like how dare anyone take away somebody else's safety for being who they are? I think it's just, it's that was literally what I was about to say as well. Incredibly selfish and sad and oh, it just upsets me so much. It's so um, crazy how like, and I was watching Queer Eye again. I think they touch on, I don't know how they do it, but they touch on everybody's stories. It seems like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, <laughs> yeah. I do love it. Yeah, yeah. In one bloody episode, they get everyone. Um, but if you're not affecting anyone, so the episode that I was talking about the transgender person, if you watch at the end and how open everyone is in, in their community and stuff, I'm like, and how happy they are. Why can't everyone just experience that? What, what, in what world is it okay to take away someone's happiness? Um, and they're doing no harm to anyone else. Yep. It's just, it, I, it, dumb, I was dumbfounded. I was like, how anyone in the world could think this person should not be happy if they are not hurting anyone and they just want to be who they want to be. 
what right does anyone else have to say that? But, you know, it's the world we live in, I guess. And, you know, over in the UK, I think it's, a, personally, I find it a little bit easier in London and, and being in the UK. I've never really suffered in any way, shape or form. But, you know, in other parts of the world, I, can only, I couldn't only imagine. I'll never experience the experiences that I have. But, yeah, no, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Just let people be. Let them do them. You do you, girl. That's what yeah. <laughs> everyone can say on a holiday in particular. You do you. If you my should. biggest worry in life was like somebody else's happiness, I would like, what's the point? Like, oh, it just frustrates me. Mm. Um, uh, what were you going to say there? I was going to go back to the beginning of the story, which was, um, how was your weekend? So you had your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> It got a bit deep there, so I was like, oh, That is the fine. longest tangent in the world. Note to ourselves, um, Matt, in future episodes, we need to be a bit more focused and structured, I think. But this is why, like, when I give you a phone call and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give Ashley a quick half an hour call because, you know, and then it turns into like two and two and a half hours. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. These tangents are ridiculous. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll try and focus it. And we'll get some feedback anyway. So I'm sure if you, and this is a little plug as I could say. So, you know, this is our first podcast. and we definitely want to continue doing it and enjoying it and uh, making it enjoyable for everybody else. So let us know how you feel about it. You know, we're going to send us out to our friends and for those that we might not have met yet, but will be our friends. Then you can let us know. What's our Twitter. Oh, honest to pod is honest to pod across the board. Honest to pod across the board. So yeah, let us know how you feel. And then we'll definitely take all of the feedback on board because then it'll be more enjoyable for everyone. And we have plenty of laughs. Yeah, and if you go to honestthepod.com, you can leave comments uh, and questions and everything in the little box there on the contact us section, and it will come straight through to us. It comes through to me. I've not set you up on anything yet, have I? No, no, no. But you can do admin. You know how I feel. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm just, Um, what do you call it? The talent. I'm just the talent. Amazing. And you just run run it for us. That's what. Never joking. You should send me. <laughs> I, will be, I, will I will get you. Because you'll just filter all the feedback, and you'll be like, "Oh, Ashley McAllister's great. Like he's got a really great sounding voice, and he's just so funny." But and then you'll tell me this, and they'll be like, "But Matt Ali, like he just needs to work on you know the way that he speaks. His laugh is too loud, all that sort of shit." And I'm like, "Actually, <laughs> all of the feedback." Like, no, no, no. It's definitely Every all of single it. bit it's of feedback. Definitely, yeah. definitely all of it. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I must believe you because you have all of the information. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so trustworthy as well, right? You're so trustworthy, you know. So yeah, I'll just keep on working on me. But you're perfectly fine. You do you. Yes. So <laughs> yes, you can leave us comments, uh, and please do leave us comments and correct anything that I've said because I can be a bit ignorant of things, and it's not a case See, that I'm tr- trying to be nasty. I'm not. It's, um, no, I'm definitely. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because I'm more switched off because I live in small town Ireland. And <sighs> Yo. Do you feel like you reverted in some way going back to small town island? I say reverted. Do you think anything has changed since you've come from small island, small little island? Yeah, uh, it's Northern Ireland, isn't it? You, you live in. Yeah, yeah, I'm here with the DUP and everything that comes with the DUP. You're part of it now. <laughs> yes, I joined the DUP. No, no, no. I um, <laughs> DUP obviously a government body here. I've not joined the DUP. I don't. Well, they wouldn't have me for a start, would they? They'd be like. Get the hell out of our office. Because of the terrible outfit or because of something else? <laughs> because of the way I dress, yes. Okay, be, terrible, terrible clothes. Yeah, they'd be like, I'm sorry, we need people with more style. Like, you need to the fashion. Loud. You need the to shoes. fashion yourself after Arlene Foster. What, how does she dress? You don't For know. Those that don't know, because I know exactly who she is. I don't know who she is. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, what, yeah, what I, I want you to, what I want you to do is Google Arlene Foster right now. Okay. And tell us what you think about Arlene on the phone. We're on this. 
All right, I'll do that now. Um, but you apart us, from... You give us your queer eye on Arlene Foster, please. I would love to queer eye someone and then bring them onto the show and then tell them about, let them tell about the experiences because, oh my God. <laughs> oh, sugar. Her hair is so bad. This is where you need Jonathan, okay? Because he would... Oh, there's this picture with her laughing. It reminds me of you, like she's got 17 chins. <laughs> let's see let's see the picture let's see it hold it up well hold it to the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on one this is super fun for people listening but um where is it oh no oh i think oh, it went it did i get it look at this hair look, look at this one i mean that used to be what? my favorite wig when I first became part of the <laughs> Yeah. What, what do you ask for to get that in the hairdressers? I think you ask for the bub or the Robert. Oh, she's really bad. So yeah. she's still the party leader? Oh, yeah, she is. Well, we don't have a government at the minute, so she's getting paid to do nothing. But essentially, yes, Northern Ireland, small town. Uh, I think I have, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really have any gay friends here which is a bit weird. Um, but do you have any fag hags? Uh, no, I don't really. I don't really. I have a, I have a female friend, but I wouldn't class her as a fag hag. Um, yeah, they are definitely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But she, I'd, I'd like, and she won't mind me saying this, but she's more of a tomboy. Like, she is, like, she works in pubs. Well, she used to, she work, we work together now, but she works in pubs um, and, like, you know, she's very down to earth. She's not very girly girly. Um, okay. And yeah, she'd be one of my, my closest friends here. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, I don't really know. I don't, I don't think I've changed anyway. I think I might've just been a bit, a bit more, I want to say the word tame or maybe the words boring. <laughs> um, you were quite boring before in all fairness. I think um, that just like London highlighted and lifted you up. <laughs> no. Um, do you see like where you're from differently then? Um, I don't think, I think part of the problem is the problem I put on the place I'm at. I don't think it is as homophobic as I had in my head. Is that what mm-hmm. you mean? It might be that. You might have a newfound appreciation for it. You think, you know, I'd left it. I always thought, you know, I had to leave my country uh, place to go to the big city. But actually, when you come back, you know, it's not that bad like this. You know, it's not as yeah. homophobic. Actually, people are quite open, blah, 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 things like that. Um, I think, yeah, I think it made me appreciate where I grew up a lot more. Um, I think I kind of matured a lot in London and coming back as a year old man. I, um, yeah, I think I've, I can, I new find appreciation for the quieter side of things. Um, I think the worst thing about London is the people in London. In what way? Well, I'd also say the best thing about London is the people in London as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you have London and when you're in there, you've got the mentality of like, everyone is so busy. Everyone's so rushed. Everything is just, you don't really have time for anybody. Um, So whenever I do meet friends when I live in London, it was great because it was valued time and you sort of, you sort of like said, okay, like for example, you and I would meet up and we'd go out for drinks or whatever. And it would just be like, sometimes you're, just Nando's. Like, <laughs> you're talking about drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we'd go for chicken and then more chicken. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think I'm waffling a lot here, but I basically, 
I enjoy the quiet life, but I also miss the city life as well. I think it, it's I, tough. Yeah. I mean, you, I guess you go from two extremes because London is obviously like the epitome of like super crazy city life. Yeah. You know, there must be like towns and cities that might have a similar vibe, but isn't as crazy. Um, Brighton, I think, see, I like Brighton. I think there's lots of things to do in Brighton. I also think it's very close. It's nice to see the people are sort of nice. And that's the kind of place where you find a middle ground and be able to almost experience both. Um, whereas like, yeah, London's a bit too much. I'm from London, born and raised here. And there are many friends that I've made over the years. I might see them once every couple of years. And, it, and it's not like you're doing it on purpose. And, you know, we're sitting here now on a Sunday, really just talking. Um, so I do have free time in general, but it's just weird, isn't it? Like how to like match times and calendars together and stuff and trying to figure out how it works. And yeah, you know, I don't think you necessarily get that outside of London. No, I think small town like where I'm at, at the minute, it's a lot easier. Well, it's, I don't know. It's a lot easier to make plans with somebody, but then I don't think people are as committed to plans as when they are in London. For example, if you and I were to make plans to go have chicken, we'll stick to those plans unless something like an emergency comes up. Mm. Because people's time is a bit more wishy-washy. And if I made plans with somebody, there would be no qualms in being like, actually, I'm not going to go out tonight. Cause that is like the opposite of what you like though. You must hate that. Or do you I, change? Oh my God, it drives me insane. Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to say the reason why we would meet up, cause I probably did that to other people. I'd never do that to you. Cause you'd kill me. I would kill you. I, I penny to mine. If we got plans, stick to the plans, unless somebody has died, then don't cancel plans with me because mm. I three strikes and it happened with somebody I worked with uh, or not somebody I worked with. What happened with somebody here where it was like, Oh, let's meet up. And then on the Friday it would be like, Oh, I can't meet up. Uh, it happened three weeks in a row and then I was like I'm not making plans with this person anymore because that's bad though it's like if you don't that's respect my time why should I give you any of it type of thing mm. I was having that recently actually so like so part of the dramas that sort of happened over the holidays is um, uh, there's someone who I'm friends with but also so I had the, I've had this thing I, I think I've told you before actually but I'll say it anyway when I first met you I was like super attracted to you and you know I wanted to be in your pants and then we became friends and everything was fine. And that happens to me far too often, right? Like literally my best friends, I always really like love them loads. And I'm like, I don't know what the problem is. But this happened recently where someone was really, really flaky. And I would never tolerate that with like a regular friend. Like if you would, you know, if you were, not best friends, I guess, but you know, as I'm building a relationship with someone, someone I want to get to know, whatever. If they started being flaky towards me, I'd be like, what am I doing? But then because, um, you know, was really attracted to this person. I just let this shit happen. I just yeah. let it go on, and then it messed up my mind. And it's not funny because it makes you feel really, really bad when people start being really flaky and start, you know, um, breaking plans that you have. And it's one-on-one plans. It's not like a group thing where I'm doing nothing. Oh, you know, you've broke up there a bit, Matt. What part did it? You sound you got, like? up, you got up to one-on-one plans, and then oh. Yeah. So and the problem was, is it was one-on-one plans. And so if you don't show up to what we're doing, then now I have nothing to do. And, you know, I might've been waiting a couple of days or, you know, I could have had other plans or, you know, once you've worked your way up to doing something and then someone says, oh, actually I'm not coming all of a sudden. You're like, well, all right, I'll just sit at home and watch TV then, shall I? Yeah, exactly. Which is a great day, except I didn't really plan for that. So. Yeah. It's sort of like you build something in your head and look forward to something. Mm. That person like oh, cancels it's just like be honest like if you 
if you know you can't come, cancel like days in advance. Don't wait to the last minute and then tell the lies of like, oh, I'm trying to get there, but this, this, and this. Just you definitely know they know. Yeah, exactly. You definitely know they know. Oh god, people are the worst. <laughs> Is that still happening to you now in Ireland? Then, uh, no, <laughs> no. I think it, it does happen. It doesn't happen that much. I think you have no friends left because you. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have I crossed them all off like with a big red yeah, pen. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm cut through. Cut through. Is it now a six strike rule because you've run out of friends, or it's still three strikes? I lowered it like one strike. You know, cut through. Why the would crap. you do that? Yeah, cut no through the crap. Cut through the crap quickly. Don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how you're going to cross it. You get new friends as well to cross off the list. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I spend my days here, recruiting new people so I can get angry at them and cross them off the list quickly. That doesn't surprise me about you, to be honest. You know, you do like to complain about other people a lot. I do. So that would make sense. Well, that's just it. So back to me again <laughs> on my weekend. Um, so my birthday weekend, we went to see Joe Lysett, which is a very funny comedian, um, who, who identifies, he, he identifies as... Bisexual, yeah, and he's pansexual. I think he really, yeah, is that what he said at the, at the, the show? I'm, sh- I'm sure, unless I'm remembering it wrong, but I'm sure he said he was a bisexual pansexual. Okay, so which a I pansexual think. has got to do with the fact that you might you have no gender. Um, is it? Is that what it is? I no, that's non binary. Isn't yeah, I th- yeah, non-binary. I think pansexual. Is, God, there's so much at the minute. Pansexual is like you're attracted to. I think it's like you're attracted to both, but there's nothing. There's not one quality about either that you find attractive. So, like, you might find a male attractive, one male attractive for being really masculine, but then you might find another male attractive for being exactly the opposite. Like, you might find them attractive for being bubbly or you know for dressing well. I think, I think that's what it is. Let me just. But you wouldn't be bisexual and pansexual, then you'd just be pansexual, right? Um, well, I think bisexual just means you attract, you're attracted to both. Mm. Like if I, was, if I was gay and pansexual, I might be gay, but attracted to, for example, the same scenario, a male for being really masculine, but attracted to another male for being totally different. Like, like uh, okay. I think, I think um, again, if somebody's out there who identifies as this, please let us know. Um, I have no idea. Um, so, sorry, what is that? Pansexual, no, not at all. From what you're saying, it's just you know, like some people just, if, yeah, because yeah, pansexual. I don't really know what it is then at all if, from what we're saying, but it would be like if you like just well every type of person based on that individual as opposed to that their characteristics or that you know, yeah, like, oh, you know, I only like blonde hair, I only like green eyes, I only like tall people kind of thing or well, whatever. Think, it's just like, well, Urban Dictionary define it as. One who, I don't know if this is the best place to get uh, definitely. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try some Wikipedia says, wait, I just wrote it. <laughs> um, well, actually, there's articles here, pansexual versus bisexual. So I guess they're... You know, they different they things. Maybe they can't do both. Um, well, Deadpool is a pansexual superhero. It says that here. So on Throwing Shade, they were talking about that. Did you, have you listened to them? They were talking about superheroes and the fact that although there are characters that are pansexual, bisexual, gay, they don't actually engage in any sort of relevant behaviours, like a relationship if, you know, if it's a female who's lesbian. Yeah. Although 
in the comic world, they know that they're lesbian. They don't engage in any sort of lesbian relationships. They have no sexual relationships. Yeah, uh, I did listen to that uh, that episode. Um, I think what's really good in Deadpool 2 is there's a lesbian relationship. Okay. Um, There is a lesbian. I couldn't tell you the characters, but they're lesbians. Are they superheroes? They are superheroes, yep. Oh, amazing. Um, it was. Have you seen any of the Deadpool films? Absolutely not. No, I feel like I haven't watched a film. Uh, I don't know. In like the past, I'd be surprised if I watched two films this year in any way, shape, or form. Not even in cinema, but I mean, like, have you have you not seen Black Panther? I'm embarrassed to say I have not, because I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, oh my god! I know. Oh my I god! I feel like. I feel I like to... as a POC, I need to watch Black Panther, but I haven't. I haven't. Do you, oh my God. My mom hasn't seen it either. You're like my mom. I'm not like your mom. Your mom's an old white Irish woman. <laughs> and similar to you. Wait, wait, wait. But... What have you got against old white Irish woman? If, so, if she said she didn't watch Black Panther... Most people are like, fair. But it, I haven't been asked many times, actually, but I've only been asked twice in the past, like, week. And as, you know, <laughs> it's quite a lot because I don't know why, I, I don't know why, I think we're talking about films. I was like, oh, I don't watch films. Not for any particular reason. I should it's, also, it's also just come out on release, I think, this week. So, I, I, But I think, do you think there's an assumption that if you're black and, if you're black, if you're black, you've watched it, do you think? Um, I don't do think that... I don't think there's an assumption that if you're black, you should have watched it or you must have watched it. I, my assumption came from my shock that you've not seen it is the fact that it's such a good film and the fact that you've got good taste and you only go to see good stuff. And if you're going to see, and that's a person of color, I'd say it was celebrated as one of the, like, and it's like, if that, I mean, I love the Marvel universe anyway, so I didn't go see it to be like jumping on the bandwagon. Of yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like I've seen. No, but you love films. Movie. You watch films all the time. All the time. I'm mean, even like yeah. the point of getting at my mom. Even my mom is now watching Marvel films because she has heard so many good things about Black Panther, um, about the series as well. But I think it was Black Panther really stood out for her um, when it came out this year. She's like, I think it was it was what made her want to watch it because she was a bit like, well. This is getting so many good reviews. It's it's not it's not it's a good film because it's a good film. It's yeah, not yeah, for sure. Film. I think a lot of people said that. Like yeah. there was no oh, just because of what it was and stuff. And I just want yeah. to be clear. I didn't. I'm not not watching it. I just haven't watched films. Why do you hear so, black people? I, I, I just I don't. I just you know they're too much. They're too, <laughs> you know they're too loud. They're too extra. Imagine an entire film full of black people. It'd be so loud you wouldn't be able to hear anything. <laughs> you're watching a film and someone in the audience will scream something like don't do that and you wouldn't be sure if it was the person in the film or someone in the audience so that's why i haven't watched it okay well uh, uh, i hope this doesn't go out but i do i do i do enjoy people of all races i just haven't watched films because if it isn't dream girls it really doesn't entice me you know honestly if, if people aren't singing, the last thing I went to in the cinema was The Greatest Showman. Oh, God. I couldn't think anything worse. Are you kidding me? What? Such a good film. What makes oh it good? My God. What makes a good film for me is a really poor plot 
<laughs> decent acting and great singing. Like, honestly, that's all I need. I don't need a good story. The problem with good stories is I can't concentrate for long enough. Um, so I, I've watched things, TV and films for like, uh, there's a high chance that I'm going to fall asleep. So okay. if it's like a deep story and I miss a lot of it, then, you know, why am I there? Why am I watching it? So I, don't I need like, to worry about that with the Marvel films. They're designed to entertain kids. You have no idea. Just hold on one second, actually. Um, you have no idea. If it's a dark place or anything that has sound, I can fall asleep anywhere. I can fall asleep absolutely anywhere. And the cinema is a place that I fall asleep very, very often. And for some people are obsessed with, like, if they put on a film, then you have to turn off the lights. Right? Uh, at home? You mean when you're watching Yeah. Like, um, oh, let's put a film and let's turn off the lights. And you're like, well, of course I'm going to fall asleep then. Um... Yeah, some people are weird like that. I don't mind it. I don't like. I can. I, I like it both ways. I think if the <laughs> like, um, if the film is no, if the lights are off, I, th- I think I focus more. But I think there's a higher risk I'll fall asleep because exactly. Yeah, at home, I, I have fallen asleep at the cinema a few times. Um, but and the problem with films is if I know what's going to happen in it, if anything, so like I like playing computer games, I like reading books, um, and I do like watching TV shows. But if I know what's going to happen. I almost instantly lose interest. So I've never read a book twice. Um, once I play a game and I've beat it, I won't play it again. Oh, wow. Unless the singing is unbelievable that I can sing along with it. You see, do you see why it's important to have music? Because it will always bring you back. You <laughs> <sing along with> it. <laughs> it's important to have music. What I'm taking away from this is important to have music because my attention span is so low that if I don't have something that can involve me, I don't care. 100%. If I'm not involved, <laughs> I'm not interested. Absolutely. Um, I'm re- you're talking about, you've not re- I'm rereading the Game of Thrones books just at the minute. I started. Yeah, uh, there's no way, man. They're too big. No, they're so Do you know what I just finished recently? Well, I haven't finished it. I'm almost finished it. Okay, it's, let's um, talk about you again. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's more important. Because <laughs> um, I'm not interested otherwise. <laughs> uh, it's Lord of the Rings. You know how I've been like, trying to read it since I was 14? And now I'm 30 years old. Yeah. Um... I'm near the end. You're reading it for the first time? For the first time. I mean, no. I will say that there were a number of times I started it yeah, and then didn't read it for a couple of years yeah. and then started it again. And because it's so boring, so boring that it's really hard to get through. Really hard to get through. Are um, you enjoying it anymore now you're finished or have you, has it been a struggle all the way through? It's been a struggle the entire way through. The, the only interesting part I feel like I'm not allowed to give plot things over. Lord of the Rings, everyone knows. And I've never seen the films. And over the weekend, look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sing in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> They're singing. They, sometimes they... Seriously? No. <laughs> they, they break out into like musical dance. And... No, for me to watch Lord of the Rings, the problem is that the two times I tried to watch The Fellowship of the Ring, it was at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. I think for Lord of the Rings, I need to get up at like eight. I planned it. I need to get up at eight, have breakfast. Watch something for about an hour. Then watch it. So it's about 11. Then I'll be able to get through it without falling asleep. <laughs> Otherwise, there's just no way. There's no way. And yeah, the book wasn't interesting apart from when uh, Sam finally, uh, finally found Frodo. Um, then he was working way through the orcs and stuff. And then they he was like naked and thinking he was going to die and he carried him on his back and stuff. That bit I flew through. 
That was really yeah. interesting. Because it involved Hobbit nudity, right? Um, the actor who played him is not hot. But you've not uh, seen the film, have you? Frodo. Well, I mean, everyone knows who played Frodo. Elijah Wood? Yeah, but you're going off your I'm, imagination here. Well, I can't because I know who they've cast as it in the film, so that's all I can picture. Yeah, but you, you don't know what Elijah Wood's like naked, do you? Oh, I didn't imagine it because I wouldn't care. Okay. That's not attractive to me in any shape or form, so... Um, yeah, why do you, you don't see fully naked Elijah Wood or Frodo, do you? Yeah, of course, it's a porno. Ah, uh, I see, it's I think a Lord, Lord of the Ring. Oh, okay, do you know what I mean? Right. You, do, you, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? You know, that I do, I do now. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I was wondering why everyone was so interested in these shit films. I've obviously watched in the wrong one, I obviously yeah. watched like some sort of shitty remake where, um, they have someone that looks really famous in it who plays like a wizard, but obviously he's not. Famous because you know, and yeah, the rest of the film was really, really boring, terribly boring. Uh, the rest of the film, the Fellowship of the Ring, I've only seen the Fellowship of the Ring is terrible, but I've only managed to watch 30 minutes of it so far. So I will try soon. Well, I need to try now. So we also have another rule about films I can't watch the films until I've finished the books, and because I haven't finished the books, I won't watch the films. Because if I know the plot, then I'm not going to finish the book. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. You and I are very different on this because I watched the TV show, for example, Game of Thrones, and I didn't like it. And then I read the books, and then I rewatched the TV show, and then I became obsessed. You watched the series first? I watched the series first, yep. I watched oh, up to, really? I watched up to season three because everybody raved about it, and I was like, right, I'll give it a try. Um, I watched up to season three, and I was like, this, I don't get it. What's going on? This is just no. I said the same thing, and but then, I've, I've read the books already. Oh, okay, yeah. But then I then I think it was you that got me into the books, or somebody got me into the books. Was it you? Yeah, I think it was you. I'd find that really strange if I did. For some reason, I thought you gave me the books. But I did have the books before the series started. The one who gave it to me was Tim, yeah. our old chairman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I did. Maybe I did. No, no, maybe, no, maybe, no, maybe I decided to read them on my own, Todd, but you supported it because you'd already read them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I read the books, I went back and watched the TV series again and I fell in love with the TV series, like obsessed. So, with the Game of Thrones, I read all the books and then I started watching the series and I didn't like the series. And I watched up to the end of series four and I really did enjoy it. So maybe I need to watch it again because I get us to the same friend uh, saying who loves Lord of the Rings and loves films and he's similar to you in that respect. He loves Lord of the Rings. Um, who is this person? Chris Lawton. Oh, okay. I was going to say I need to kill him. But to kill him? I like Chris. It's fine. Uh, what do you mean to kill him? He was supporting what you're saying. I know, but you can only have one friend like me. Oh, okay. There's loads of people that like you. You're really like the same as every other gay from Ireland. <laughs> so, I guess I'd have to kill all my friends. I don't know that many people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Anyway, uh, I did like this series of Game of Thrones. But I should try and watch it again. I think I should try and watch it because, yeah, you know, everyone goes on about it. And I don't like not, you know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But it's just not good. And then also, now that I've seen all the characters and I felt like they were really miscast from the first three series, I could only picture them when I read the books. And I thought the casting for Game of Thrones was terrible. That's what got it for me. The only person who was right at the time in my mind, two people actually, was uh, Sean Bean, killed enough immediately. And 
what's the name of the actor who plays Tyrion? Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I thought the only two people that were cast correctly, in my opinion, from the imagination that I'd built and all that sort of stuff and then saw yeah. it, there were only two people that I was like, that's exactly right. And uh, the rest of it, I was like, who are these people? Who are these people? Like, they're, honestly, they're terrible. I thought Cersei was terrible. I thought Sans was awful. Awful at the time. I was like, no. They said someone pretty. Someone pretty. And they chose her and I was like, she's really average. Really, really average. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, that calling. Yeah, stars. <laughs> no, it's good. It's finished now. <laughs> Hello, YouTube. YouTube. In my studio, my really big honest pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get calls through. Imagine if it was. I'd be like, "Hey, you're on line one." That reminds me of Fraser. I love Fraser. Oh, um, well, I think if I was to summarize this episode, uh, I have no idea what we've actually talked about. We've talked about Bingham. We've talked about Queer Eye and we've talked about Game of Thrones. I'd say that's sort of everything. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And we still not answered the question what I did the weekend. No, we did not. It was a birthday weekend and everything. <laughs> it was my birthday weekend and we didn't talk about it Oh once. my God. It was literally um, that boring. I was so babe. <laughs> you don't like your birthday. You don't like your birthday. So that's no, I don't celebrate birthdays. I don't really care. Um, it's crazy. So, yeah, we will save your love of birthdays for another episode. <laughs> okay. Because um, I think there's a couple of things we didn't quite define, and I want to go back and correct them. So, somebody who's pansexual is, uh, da, 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 I've lost this definition now because I've pressed back on my computer too many times. It's, it's like bisexuality, but even more fluid. A pansexual person can love not only the traditional male and female genders, but also transgendered, androgynous, and gender fluid people. Amazing. Yeah. So they're just like. That makes sense. Yeah. They're just free spirits who like different things for different things. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Again, we talked about uh, trans people, didn't we? And like I said, I don't think. Sorry, I got a, a bit of a horse in my throat or frog in my throat. Um, I think we both said that we don't know anybody who's trans, so we do apologize if we have offended somebody. Um, but if we need corrected on something, then feel free to leave us a comment on honestapod.com. We like to learn. I think one of my motivations about setting up this podcast is to educate myself more and also to meet new people. Um, so hopefully we will be bringing in guests in the future um, once we kind of get our style worked out. Um, but also let, let us know what you thought about the style as well if you're listening if you've made it this far let us know what you think if you like <laughs> I, th- I always <laughs> I always heard that a good podcast is one where it isn't scripted and it's sort of just like you and your friend calling up and having a chat and this is genuinely what our chats are like on a Sunday night when we'd call each other if I, I don't have to talk to you now for another week <laughs> which is great <laughs> in all fairness we didn't speak every week so now we've got to speak every week my god yeah I need to find something more comfortable. Like, so I'm in my living room at the moment and it is boiling. Cause I have to close the windows because my neighbors are bare loud. Like, honestly, they're just screaming the nut off. Mm. And then you've heard, you probably heard my mum walking a couple of times. Um, and so I've closed the door and stuff. Um, yeah, but we keep it real. Like, we keep it real. <laughs> um, I came into my office just because it's quieter and it might be a bit of an echo, but I just, again, noisy neighbors, like, my mum my pottering around, she'd be singing in the background and whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I thought I really it com- enjoyed that. And you know, I do love a good sing song. Yeah, this is true. My mom, my mom, I genuinely, what drives me insane, my mom only knows, I think she only knows two lyrics. To every song or one particular song? No, two lyrics to two songs. So, and she just goes over and over. The amount of times I've heard Thunderbolt of Lightning, very, very threatening. <laughs> yep. Or the only other thing she'd ever sing is If I Only Had a Brain from Wizard of Oz. That's why are they oh, sung? I have no idea. Like I bought my mum an Alexa and say, Mom, just say Alexa, turn on the radio, and then you have all these different songs. No, she doesn't she doesn't like Alexa, she thinks she's too smug. And she <laughs> and she will <laughs> she will she will only that's the only song she'll sing. Too smug. Like Thunder it. Thunderbolt Lightning, very, very frightening, and if I only had a brain. So I did that when I'm cycling, I like I and I haven't cycled much this year, just so you're clear. But when I do cycle, which I do like to enjoy, I like cycling to work in London. I have this thing where I can only say one line the entire time of a song. Oh, wow. And I think maybe it's got something to that rhythm, but I can only say and sing one line of a song. That's and I know many lyrics, but yeah, it's weird. So I understand your mum. I think she's right in what she's doing. When she's yeah, posturing up. But you don't, it's, I can understand it. Maybe my mum doesn't really do anything except potter around the house, but... Like you, you know other songs. I'm sure my mum knows other songs as well. But I was thinking when I'm running, like when I was doing uh, Tough Mudder a few years ago, what got me through was Beyonce in my head. Like I have to say, Beyonce, can you keep up? That's not just Beyonce by that. It's Destiny's Child. Oh, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, because they're completely different. Well, they're not completely different, but I think it's disrespectful to the other two that are involved in the song to say that it was just her when that's not true. So what other two? Destiny's Child are amazing. What did- you know how <laughs> so, sometimes have you ever noticed that when we're out, some people say, Hey, Michelle, you hear it a lot, right? Hey, no. Michelle, they're talking to you. No, okay. No, no. Yeah. 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 I know you start whipping your neck back when they say Beyonce <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. They're not talking about you, Ashley. And then they'll be like, Michelle. And you're just like, who is this Michelle they're talking about? <laughs> that was you. You are Michelle. Right. Okay. Apologize to Kelly and Michelle for not realizing that was not just a Beyonce song. Thank you very much. It's a good song. It's a very good song, um, but it's not just Beyonce. In fact, they both got really good parts. All three of them have got really good parts in that song. Have they? Which I enjoy. They do. You need to put it on after this. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or we can just get Destiny Child on the show. I'm sure they'll come. Um, I heard they're, they're rejoining just for this. I mean, Beyonce's yeah. in London right now. Why don't you go and grab her? Oh, I probably should. Is there a show on today on Sunday? Because I know that all of the gays and everyone, and not just the gays, in fact, have gone to see the show. There, um, she was last night, wasn't it? Or Sunday night, Saturday night? Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I saw loads of posts from it and it was supposed to be really good. And did you know that I went to see Beyonce once and I did not think it was that good? Which tour? Uh, Run the World Tour. Oh, okay. Mm. And I was surprised because, you know, B's my girl, like everyone else, I'm sure. Um, but I was, I was uh, pleasantly... What did, you, uns- what did you like about it? Isn't this strange? Maybe I didn't realise it because I just thought she was so giving and outgoing. I didn't realise how self-centred she was. So, you know, like all of the artsy things about her and how she looks and all her face. I know it's her show. I get it. And I, just, I know it sounds ridiculous. It might sound stupid saying it. But I just thought she was really self-centred. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you do love yourself so much. You talk about how humble you are. The thing I like about some people who, you know, people don't like they're too arrogant. It's because at least they're not lying to themselves or other people. But she was just, she just loves herself. And you have to love yourself to be at that level. You have to 100%. 
It just it yeah. hit me at that point while I was at that concert, and I was like, mm. "Do you think she loves herself, or do you think it's more, you know, I've worked hard to get here, and I'm going to enjoy myself?" I honestly believe it's a number of things. She loves herself, which she should. She She's should very talented, herself. and you know, unbelievably so. I also believe that she knows what people want, and people love seeing her. Right? You know, they don't like. It's not to see everyone else. Everyone's there to see her and the whole thing. Yeah, it's well, just, you're paying your 500 pounds to see Beyonce. Right, right. right. Um, it's just, maybe I'm not that kind of person. I don't have a massive, um, I don't, you know, in terms of like celebrity, I don't really have like a huge thing about celebrities. Like I never really go crazy about like seeing a celebrity in person or stuff like that. And I think that maybe I just, I've, I thought I'd find it more entertaining and a lot more showy, but there was a lot of interludes with like just videos of her and then another interlude with her just talking. And then there's another interlude with her doing stuff. And I was like, I just want to hear more songs. I just want to hear more songs and dance. Yeah. Maybe it's got something to do with being involved again, you know? Mm. Um, well, I seen, I seen Beyonce's Lemonator and I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Really? Um, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I just, uh. <clears throat> pardon me. What I liked about it is she paid tribute to Prince in it because Prince had just died mm-hmm. um, but she didn't do it in a she didn't come out and sing a Prince song she came out well she, she went off stage and let Prince Purple Rain just play and everyone in the audience was just singing along and then I think the lights as well all started turning purple I did I ever told you about this I just thought it was it was beautiful. no I didn't know you went she didn't oh yeah I went to, I went to see Beyonce in Dublin uh, two, two years ago actually yeah um, uh, I went by myself I was supposed to go with what yeah I told you I'm sure I told you. I was supposed to go with our friend Steve. Uh huh. Yes. And Steve um, had an issue at work and he couldn't come. Oh, uh, so long. Yeah. And my sister was going to come down last minute, but then she couldn't get somebody to watch the kids in time. So. Do you only find out on the day? I, oh no, I found out Steve the day before we flew. And then my sister couldn't get somebody down in time. Oh, man. I think I even asked you if you wanted to come, but you were like, "I can't afford it." Because it, it sounds was, unlikely. Yeah, it was. It was the same. It was the same year as Bingham. It sounds unlikely that you asked me, just a bit out there. But um, it sounds more reasonable that I was like, "No, I can't afford it." I actually yeah. think that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it definitely did ask because it was like the flights because it was last minute flights to Dublin and they weren't cheap. But yeah, um, yeah no, it was. It was good. I thought it was really good. And again, I, I get, I get, I get what you mean. Like there was a lot of interludes between, and she like played videos of her like going, love, passion, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was like a four Gosh. minute, four minute long perfume ad. It was just, it was crazy. and um, I think I think the O2 has a problem with it. So I've been to the O2 a couple of times. <clears throat> and this one, the Beyonce uh, and Jay-Z tour that they're doing now, um, was it On The Run, is it called? Yes. Anyway, is in the London Stadium, which is like uh, where the Olympics were held. So it might be better because the, I, I also have a problem with the O2. The way that it is so far and so big that I couldn't see her or anyone else. I just had to look at the monitors. Because if mm-hmm. I didn't see that, I'd basically be dancing in a club. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that might have a pro- that might be part of why I didn't really enjoy it. So I wouldn't, there's very rarely anything I would see in the O2 unless it was for free. Because it's too big, far too big. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think you'll have the same problem no matter what stadium you go to if you're kind of at the back. I mean, you just have to earn more money like me and then be able to buy better tickets. It's true. I need to do that. I need to, 
buy myself a sugar daddy otherwise and for someone to buy me the tickets the problem is, is i miss that you know i used to be really pretty when i was younger but now i'm far too big and not as useful so no one wants to pay my way anymore i should have done it when i was 22 <laughs> yeah would you <laughs> so would you annoying. have sold yourself out because i found myself when i was a student in the position of dating somebody who was very very wealthy and he was a very handsome guy but it was very what? who was that yeah he owned a club up and i went to uni in leeds he owned a club up there um one of the more silent members of the club owners. And he was a very, very handsome guy. I look at the pictures of him now, I'm like, God, you're a very attractive guy. Mm. But I actually find the money off-putting. How much money are we talking? Uh, oh, millionaire, definitely. No. Yeah. Owning a club? He owned a, a suite of businesses, but he was a club owner, basically. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. I've never been that, honestly, I've never been in that position. I, I find the money off-putting. Like, it was sort of like... We'd go to all these fans, and that like maybe it was as a student as well. So I wasn't like, yeah, yeah. I think if you're not able to contribute in any way, shape, or form, I'd find that really, really difficult. Um, personally, yeah, as much as I like to say is it that I'd like to be looked after, and I always do say it, I don't know, it doesn't need to be money necessarily, but I'd like to know that I'd be able to contribute and it wasn't so uneven, yeah. So, you know, one of my relationships I was in, he was on good money and stuff. And we did used to talk about how to contribute and how I could contribute. And we tried to figure out different ways because there were many things that he needed to pay for that he wanted us to do. And I wasn't able to. One of them would be like skiing or something. Mm-hmm. And although we didn't in the end, like live with each other, I was like, there's no way at this point. You know, I was working on like per hour. I was doing shifts and stuff um, at this point. So, you know, I was working in a fast food restaurant. I didn't have any money where I was working in finance. And I mean, I didn't find it too hard, but it, it, there wasn't a mass, it wasn't like a millionaire to student yeah. like, disparity, you know? It was like a working professional against, you know. But I don't like, again, using the, putting the extreme aside, anything at all, like when you're, because it's, it's money and I think money makes all people awkward for all these different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody earns more, you're entitled to, and you're, you're right to think that, I earn more. I should be able to do nice things. I've worked hard for this money. Um, and it comes down to then, cause it seemed similar with my, like with my ex and me, uh, he earned a lot more than I did. And it was kind of like, how do we find a way to split this up? Because I work hard for my money. I know you work hard for your money, but I also want to be able to enjoy the things I do and not feel guilt that you're paying for half the stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So we kind of just, we devised a plan. Um, I, I, a lot of our listeners probably didn't come here for relationship advice, but if you wanted, <laughs> you've come to the right place. From two very single people. No, uh, I'm not single. I'm I know not you're single. not single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like you. I have a partner. People. <laughs> um, oh God, no, don't cry. Let I've get, done my cried already. Let guys. me get the camera. Right. <laughs> and Queer Eye. Queer Eye got me today. I was watching it this morning and honestly... Yeah, don't worry. I'm all cried out, babes. And the sweat that's coming from this room, there's no way that I'd be able to cry at this point. I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> but yes, the point is that our system, our plan that we had was we kind of did a percentage and we kind of worked out if we were wanting to do something like a trip, if he earned a percentage more than I would, he'd contribute that much into the trip. So we're both contributing. Oh, really? Yeah, we're both contributing the same, well, the same percentage of our wages into it. That's not what I did at all. We had a big conversation and I said... You keep saying you want to do nice things, but I can't do that. So either we do them or you do them. And he's like, but I want to do them together. And I was like, but I can't do these things. It's impossible. So then. Well, I think we had the same conversation and then we had another solution, which was 
you add in the percentage you want to pay and I'll add in the rest. Well, I can't pay, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the kind I, of- I tried to contribute. I actually tried to contribute, like, um, so we didn't live together, but I pretty much spent like four or five, maybe sometimes a week over at yeah. his flat. And, and um, in, in two of the, well, one he lived by himself and the other one he was sharing with one of our friends. He wasn't there so much and I hope he didn't mind, you know, and I don't think he did. Um, but... I used to do a lot of stuff around the house actually. I used to do a lot of cleaning and I used to do a lot of tight, like all sorts, like properly clean and, and try and do things that just add a little bit more, you know, do a lot of washing up, even if it was for the housemate, because, you know, I'm still using their space as well, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was, it was the only option at the time, you know, because although I'm back at my mum's now, I was living at my mum's and there wasn't really the option at the time to come back to ours because there were so many people in our house. Um, so it was the only place for us to be together was to be in, in his flat, really, where he yeah. stayed. So, I'm trying to figure out a way to contribute, although that relationship's now over, so I guess maybe we didn't really figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what's done is done. It is. But you know for time. your next relationship. Oh uh, no, there's that's not happening for a while now. I think I'm I think I'm relationships out for my I spent all my twenties in relationships. So now I can it's time to just I need to be my best self and just enjoy my life and also just figure out what well, I kind of know what I want, but you know, I just want to work hard on something else apart from relationship because that is hard work. Yeah, that is hard work, a lot of energy, and I feel like I can put like now that you know I have an opportunity where I'm not in a relationship, I can put my energies into being a bit more creative. You know, working on my body because I'm really out of shape this year for sure for me, and all sorts of things. You know, mm-hmm. be a bit more creative. Mm-hmm. 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 no i think you need to i think you need to focus on because you forget like you forget how much you change yourself when you're in a relationship and I, oh. you know, not on purpose like you just do it you need to you need to compromise i think yeah in and i think it's really refreshing to spend time finding yourself again because mm. um plus what i want is this podcast to be full of all the creepy and juicy stories that you have to tell from your dating life in london because no, <laughs> there are some bad ones from holiday last week, you know. Oh, uh, so bad. We don't see that now. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm not a hoe, like you know. I you know I don't sleep around. No. But same as when you became single in your thirties, and what happened then? I feel like now's the time to start doing it because my twenties were not full of hoden at all. And um, no. and you can attest that when you become single in your somewhat thirties or late twenties, yeah, suddenly you just free yourself. Because you were free, babes. You were definitely free. <laughs> you were not cheap. You were free. Okay. <laughs> um, free, free. I no <laughs> free, free like water. I was essential to everybody's life. <laughs> so yeah, I'll try and give you some of the stories, but some of them you might need to edit out. Okay. Because uh-huh. I don't know. If, not that I'm that bad. I think it's got a bit much. Like, honestly, it's not that bad. But one in particular was really bad last week. So. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that now. No, well, I don't want to hear about it now because we're. Not, I think we're coming to the max of our time. Um, okay. Because I have to... Oh, it's definitely not 40 minutes then because we've been talking for an hour and a half. Oh, God, yeah, we've been talking so long. No, There's I think... so much editing to do. Well, I don't think so because we've not really taken... Like, we've not really stopped to do topics. So we've not kind of been like, let's talk about this and then end that topic. Let's talk about, you know... Uh, this has been one long conversation, so I might just put it on the background and listen as I go through it and just maybe cut out any noises. But there's nothing really, I think there's one time where I kind of said, we'll edit this out when I couldn't get my words out. But I don't even care that much about it. Like, I'll leave it in for the sake of not having to slice up and edit. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I was nice going to say... <laughs> Sorry? It's nice doing our first podcast together. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I have really enjoyed it. It's been really fun. And it's like a, just a general chit-chat conversation. Hopefully, some people will listen to it and like it. Hopefully, some people will listen to it and maybe not like it, but also be willing to invest the time to let us know how they feel. Yeah, no, if you do listen to it and didn't like it, we want to know why. Like, we want to know. Because uh, we, we want to make it better, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so for one last time, Matt, tell us where people can find you on all the social stuff that you do. So I tried to change my Twitter today because I wanted it all to be the same because it makes sense. But apparently you can't change the handle. So on Twitter, you, you can, can find me at... You can change the handle. Okay, well, I'll you show sure? you. Yeah, I'll show you after this. So I'll say just for a blanket statement then, you can find me on Twitter yep. and you can find me on Instagram and it's all teeth and chips. All teeth and chips. Space in between. Okay? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm Ash, A-S-H-M-C-A across the board, which is yeah, Twitter and Instagram as well. And then our, I need to say to shade, our Honest to Pod um, our honest to pod is just again honest honest to pod at um, Instagram and Twitter as well. So keep an eye out there, follow us, share us, you know, give us some feedback through the form on honestpod.com. And yeah, we look forward to hearing your feedback. Thanks. Thank for you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.